Hello and welcome to the Digital Insight, the technology, procurement and supply chain podcast that delivers valuable C-level perspective into the core issues surrounding business transformation and digital disruption. Each episode will bring you the most inspiring executive insights from those who are leading transformation strategies within the world's biggest and best-known companies. The Digital Insight. Disrupt. Transform. Avon. As we speak in 2021, digital procurement, whether it's transformation or procurement technology, is nothing new. These aren't topics that have suddenly cropped up overnight. If anything, they've been talked about for well over the past two decades. But in recent years, they've certainly come to the fore and become much more of a priority for procurement leaders and business leaders alike. Today, I've been joined by Dr. Eloise Epstein, a partner at Kearney, and Lance Younger, founder and CEO of ProcureTech, as we look to explore how procurement and digital procurement can be better utilized to solve critical business challenges now more than ever before. I'll just jump in on this one because this is my favorite topic. Uh, in fact, I, my new book is coming out is exactly about this topic. Is we have our procurement technology has failed to deliver against expectations. And even if it had delivered, it's still very immature in its development. So you can put in end-to-end procurement technology and be 100% mature, and you're you're 100% mature on what is in essence 1990s technology. Or, or 2000, early 2000s technology. And what's different now is we're in this digital age. And all of a sudden we have, we have Amazon, we have uh, iOS devices, we have AI, quote unquote, what, you know, I'll keep that broadly defined. We have cryptocurrency, we have massive technological innovation and there's a huge disconnect between what our systems do and what what is out in the zeitgeist. And the the other thing that I would say is that if you and this is an overused cliche, so I apologize for using it, but the the I go to Amazon and I can buy you know 15 things I didn't know I needed in in three minutes or less or I have one click, one hour delivery, all these innovations. And then yet I go into the corporate environment and it's just a disaster. And so I think that gets back to my point about 1990s technology. We, we have this old mindset. And so where we sit today is an evolution like, or even revolution, if you will, because we can't keep doing what we've been doing. And so we need a point of departure and what you've seen is Silicon Valley venture capitalists respond to that, and I and I I'll, I'll turn you know I'll pass this over to Lance because this is exactly where we intersect. Is you have this immature technology, and at the same time, you have a lot of people that have realized there's a better way, and they're putting their money where their mouth is. It's fair to say that we have reached a critical point in the evolution of procurement, maybe even its peak. 
COVID-19 has undoubtedly played a role in this journey, shining a spotlight on procurement all over the world and allowing other business functions to see exactly what procurement could and should be. But what has it done overall for that conversation? How has COVID impacted the evolution of procurement? Yeah, um, I think there's a real danger at the minute because um, what's actually happened, whether it's COVID or the uh, change in agenda towards sustainability, is um, there's a danger that the leaders continue to lead and they leave an even bigger gap between them themselves and the rest. I mean, it's been statistically proven over and over again when you invest in digital or you invest in people um, that you will get greater shareholder return. And I, and I think, again, now we're going to see that accentuated where not, you know, if you take sustainability as an example, you know, many people are, are just looking to fix existing processes um, as opposed to evolving them or indeed bringing into place new, new digital solutions to address sustainability issues. Um, and I, I, you know that that is like a microcosm of everything that's going on in procurement, where there's an opportunity for procurement to introduce new solutions and new processes, rather than just trying to fix existing or plugging small gaps that exist at the minute. So um, yeah, there's a, there's a significant opportunity for procurement now. I, well, I would add that the new we have a new generation of CPOs stepping into the fold now and. I think they're seeing that what Lance talked about, and they're and they're building their careers on the mistakes of those that came before them, and they're not afraid to. Uh, I see this in digital because that's where I mostly play. They, but they're 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 not going to make the same mistakes, and when they look at sustainability as an example. They're not going to just exactly like Lance said. Not going to fix what it is. They're going to reimagine the process because it's their turn to put their stamp on the way procurement operates. And I, we we all talk to a lot of CPOs, and that's the the one thing that I real that really stands out for me is that is 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 this unwillingness to keep perpetuating the failures of the past. I think the the other thing that's happening as well is we're, we're seeing a um, uh, again it's partly to do with the maturity of, of procurements where um, some some functions and some areas of procurement have grown to a stage where it's it's good enough you know what I mean it's they've got good core processes they've got a good team in place um, they've got the basic technology in place and it and it's good enough it's it's fit for purpose um, and then you've got others that are saying actually you know we're you know we're i don't know we're we're a nike or we're a mcdonald's or we're a microsoft and and the thing that really matters to us is uh, innovation or uh, cost effectiveness or you know social responsibility and they start to take a, a stage further now part of that is the obvious which is you know, raising the, the the agenda around, say, innovation and digital innovation and access to innovation, but part of it as well is it how how it ripples into how they structure the organisation, um, which categories they look at, um, wh where they look to extend uh, procurement's enterprise role, 
Um, you see, you've seen this in the past with people like HSBC and, and you know, basically using an organization like TradeShift, but also investing in them. They're investing in them, not, not for their procurement capability, but because they could then offer a trade financing solution to their corporate clients. And so you see there's an, a, a natural evolution of the, the kind of the USP that procurement provides uh, with regards to commerce and entrepreneurs and across the whole um, area. Same thing happens as happened at DHL, you know, how they've pushed through their, their the logistics supply chain and the, and the suppliers and the digitalization within there as well. Same thing with Panasonic's acquisition of Blue Yonder a couple of days ago. You know why? Why have they done that? You know, um, they've done that to to go to go to go beyond. With procurement taking its rightful place in the limelight, it's opened the door for incredible opportunities if we work to capitalize on them. So, what can we be doing right now to seize this moment, one of the most important moments in the history of procurement? I 100% believe that this is like I I frequently say now is the greatest time to be in procurement and because we're at this intersection of a new generation, digital tools, macro disruptions, new leadership on and on and on. There's a, you know, a whole bunch of other variables. And I think it's 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 a great time. And also, there's that's the positive view. The, the, the negative view is there's a burning platform that's going to get automated. That's going to. So if you're a procurement group and that's your reason for existence over time, and I'm not saying today, but over time, that's going to get eaten away and it's, it's going to be a, a shrinking ice cube. But. But the flip side of that, and that that's happening to other corporate uh, corporate functions, and uh, and for procurement, what I think is great is we can flip, because the future of all enterprises is really about third party engagement. And if you think about what procurement's good at, what our reason for existence could be, should be, it's third party orchestration, management, uh, excellence in that, and so I think. I think now is that time with, without a doubt. And, and there have been other times, but if you have been waiting for, and a lot of us who've been around a long time have been waiting for that moment, this is our moment. There's no doubt. I think as well, because it, if you think about it in the terms of, of the decade, um, you know, there's, there's a lot, lot of reasons to believe we should be doing a lot of stuff more differently during, during this, this decade. Um, and I, I, I you know, as, as a trend, as a period of time, you know, we've gone through them in the past. We've gone from, you know, nineties where it was all about price, you know, to, you know, into the new, you know, the new, you know, century when it was about cost, and then we've moved into risk, and then innovation and sustainability, you know, all, all centered around you know the supplier view, but but I think it's all all coming to a head um, for 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 procurement um, in a good in a good way. In a good way, um, we just need to kind of find the right um, the right ambition as individual organisations and the right uh, base to run from. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy, by the way, because um, I think for some organisations they're set up for this for the success, 
but others are going to find it difficult, not not just because of where they've come from, but because of this transition out of COVID. Um, you know, I I, I, th- I don't think we understate the, the what it's going to take for us to be able to re-engage um, with employees, re-engage with suppliers, and then and then very very quickly start to kind of almost shift shift through the gears um, in a, in a different way. Um, we've put a lot of good things in place through COVID, um, but I still think there's a, there's going to be a, a heavy workloads to lift during the, the course of the remainder of this year, at least. We know very well that procurement has changed. We know that businesses have changed, and they've changed how they think about and even recognise procurement and the role that it plays in their success. We talk about data-led and data-driven procurement functions, but how often do we stop and explore the operating models that allow us to truly leverage these great technologies and fully explore the newfound responsibility and power that procurement has? Uh, well, I, I have a pretty... Um, to me, the, fu- the op model changes fundamentally and drastically. And and so I do a lot of digital work and we oftentimes people want to do digital first and that's great. There's no problem with that, but it, the, the digital is maturing so fast. It becomes pretty obvious very quickly that all of a sudden, Oh, my people, I need different people. Oh my God. We have our processes are way too complicated. Oh my God. Our governance is totally out of whack compared to what it could be in this new way of working and this is the beauty this is the excitement is we can reimagine that op model and and that's a lot of what i do i advocate for because a lot of the assumptions we go in with and by the way not all my colleagues agree with me but on my next statement but the idea that you have category managers like to me technology and analytics eviscerate the need for category managers uh, why not get good people that are leveraging the data and that the tools are driving a lot of this? Despite the very clear and present evolution of digital procurement, many CPOs have said and confessed that they felt that we as procurement haven't done enough. We should be more advanced than where we are today. It shouldn't have taken what's happened in the last year to propel and indeed accelerate some of these conversations. Has procurement been holding itself back from its true digital form? Well, for the most part, it has, and it's self-inflicted. Look look at what a quote-unquote best in practice is. It's by a big source-to-pay implementation. So three, four, five years and 20, 30, 40 million dollars later, you're supposed to have a fully functioning uh, best in class procurement operation. Who has who's achieved that? Very, very few people. And in fact, most of my work is coming in on the heels of failed source to big source to pay implementations. And oftentimes it it. Uh, it, 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 I get brought in in the middle of them. And so that to me signals that, that the, the, the quote unquote best in class is not really that. It's just a way of perpetuating the status quo. But, uh, you know, and there's different ways of looking at it because there's, 
there's not only the the initial um, the initial purchase or selection of a solution, but also the the, the way you roll the way you roll it out, um, and when when you call it in terms of the ROI, whether it's the next category or or the next region or the next next country, um, and achieving those KPIs, as Louise calls out, are, are, are critical. Um, the the other thing I've seen, I mean, I used to you know work at Ariba for a few years, is is that organisations do get a bit fatigued um, by you know they've started the journey, um, and these are big organisations, so there's a lot to do, and they get fatigued after they've hit eighteen twenty four months, um, and and then the CPO changes, um, and 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 and. And I think that causes part of the problem. If you can't execute something in a in a three month window or a six month window or twelve month window and show the ROI, then you get you get fatigue, um, and it becomes the implementation becomes business as usual, which is wrong. You know, it's uh, business as usual is the endpoint, not the process of implementing. Um, so there's a few things that that need, need to change. I think are are changing. Are changing. Yeah, and I think the the big thing what you said, Lance, and I, I harp on this a lot, is that organizational turnover leaves the the you know the proverbial fox in the hen house because the only people that are the continuity are your external systems integrators and the tech vendors. So that that like it has to be within a year because otherwise the middle management turns over, the leadership turns over. It just it the, that just ensures that those projects fail to deliver. Procurement does not create its own solutions. They just don't have the answers and very often don't have the expertise. And so that's where they outsource and look for tech vendors. But as technology continues to advance and marketplaces grow, so too does the number and sheer scope of how many solutions are out there and how many vendors promise the world to fix their particular problems in their functions. So what do procurement professionals need to do to ensure that they are continually doing what's right for the business and not what's popular in the market? When you engage with a large number of small players, you need to be set up in the right way. And a few organizations are doing this. You know, they, they have a, uh, an infrastructure that can accept and integrate they have a, an, a kind of an agile way of working. They have a, an appreciation of how they run pilots uh, and how they take pilots through to scale um, to, ro- to roll out. And I, and I think that's you know, incumbent upon the, the procurement function to have that level of uh, maturity or sophistication to be able to engage with the, the, soft, the software players. Well, find them, engage them, and then scale them. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm, I know from the view I've got that if if you've got a problem, there is already a solution out there in the market. Um, it's just often that you you know that people people aren't finding it um, because they're either limited to previous experience or they're limited to um, only looking within a certain area. Um, and and then people need to look look beyond to find those solutions and then work out a process to be able to onboard them and scale them. We all have iPhones and I would ask how many or, or Android devices, how many apps do we have on there? 20, 40, 100? 
like we have no like the complexity of apps is not the problem it's it's the desire to go and look at these and engage with them with digital disruption change is constant once upon a time when you would look across the business landscape you only really heard from and listened to the larger incumbents because they were the ones that dominated the industry had the highest market share and never really showed signs of changing Looking at the financial space, fintechs and disruptors have created a huge dynamic shift where, rather than people just turning towards these bigger players, organizations are now seeking out the startups and the disruptors because that's where they're witnessing true innovation. This, in turn, is forcing those larger incumbents to suddenly look over their shoulders and think about what they need to do to change. So, are we witnessing this in the procurement space as well? Well, yeah, they... they... I think they're all threatened. Um, how they react is going to be different uh, based on where they're at. But you already see this. Ariba just announced their app store. Uh, and so we're, we're going to see that take shape. Koopa's already had an app store. Uh, so and then, and then I'm not sure what the others are doing exactly, or I, I don't want to comment publicly, um, but uh, you can start to see the signals that they're shifting because they've lost, for better or worse, whether it's right or wrong, they've lost the credibility around innovation and ability to deliver. And it has, as you said, has shifted to the startups and because the startups come in and they can promise benefits in three, six weeks, and that sounds pretty good when I need caught like in the banking industry, they need cost savings now. Like if you can give me cost savings now, especially if I don't have to pay for the tool, uh, you know, so if it's a supplier funded model, we're seeing different innovative pricing models and all these and time to benefits is shrinking. So everything the big players are, are selling is falling flat, not to mention I'll two decade history of failing to deliver. So, so I think absolutely. So, so if you're a big player and, and they're my favorite target, they have to shift and, and you are starting to see them shift and not all of them are going to make it. I, I, I can guarantee you that. As we focus on changing operating models, implementing innovative new technologies, and seizing this great moment for procurement, what becomes of the procurement leader? How must the procurement leaders evolve their own role and their own approach to their role in order to embrace this new future? The leadership is, is shifting their, their, their mindset. They're shifting their behaviors uh, to basically be more more inclusive, um, more, more diverse, but using digitalization uh, to enable decentralization of, of procurement. You don't necessarily need to now rule with a, an, an iron policy to make sure you get compliance. You don't necessarily need to centralize everything or as Eloise talked about before, centralize everything and have it all tied up tightly with a con category management strategy because you've got that transparency, you've got that equity, you've got that equilibrium, you've got the democracy. Now, it it's that's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a, a bold vision, but but at the same time, I think that those are the the things that we can now now envision envisage happening, and I think we have to because you know we've got a, a set of 
consumers. We've got a set of suppliers. We've got, you know, you know, a, a team. They're they're expecting that as well. The world around us continues to change. What's relevant today could be obsolete tomorrow, and this will create a huge shift at just the click of a button. It's clear that we're witnessing one of the greatest moments in the history of procurement. So what do we need to be doing today as procurement professionals in order to truly open the door for the world of tomorrow? say two things um looking at that 12 month window i would i pick one pain point or one challenge and then go and find one or two it might be an existing solution but new solutions that are going to basically um address address that and help you you know basically you know change change something and for me you know you know that you know sustainability or something in that sustainable area, whether it's yeah something to do with you know, tracking products or something to do with your carbon footprint, whether it's something to do with incl- inclusivity, you know, pick pick one of those areas and then basically spend the next twelve months finding a solution because there will be a technical solution somewhere that's going to ba- basically give you transparency. It's going to give you speed. It's going to give you accountability that you didn't didn't have before. Um, that's what I'd kind of be looking to do um, as a starting point. Yeah, and I'd build on that by saying that um, the, the, is setting a bold vision, and 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 the concept or, or the the associated strategy with that, and because now is the time to do that. To the, it, it's now is the time to have the board's ear, to have the you know the ELT's ear. Because everybody cares about, as Lance was saying, sustainability, even supplier diversity, uh, risk, all top of the agenda. And and in addition to cost savings and innovation, now is the time to, to take something bold and really run with it. So there we have it. Whether you are a business leader or procurement professional, now is the time to be brave, take risks and be bold. And only then will you truly be able to unlock and capitalize on this incredible potential of procurement. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again soon.